to the Michelob Ultra Golf Show with Jeff Kopak on 740 The Fan and 107.3 FM. That's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! The Golf Show is presented to you by Michelob Ultra. Also brought to you in part by Fargo Park District Public Golf Courses, Barnesville Grocery, Moorhead Parks, Forest Hills Golf Course, and Wildflower Golf. Here it comes. Oh, my goodness. Have you seen anything like that? Now, let's head to the first tee. This guy's pretty good. And here's your host, Jeff Kolpak. In my life, I'm not sure I've had a motley crew like this in the studio, but they are here. Later in the show, we're going to check in with Roger Marisweek and Joel Vello. But the bulk of today is going to be spent with three gentlemen who we we talked about this for a while, and that is a sand green tour of North Dakota and it finally came to reality, and it was something else. I can't really describe uh, how much fun it was, and um, you'll see it. You see it. In the, it was a story in the forum yesterday, and it'll be there all, all you know for for a while. Uh, it'll be on the golf show. There's a video too. This is the multimedia world we live in. But I want first. I want to introduce. There's really no way to introduce these guys properly. But Larry Murphy. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, Jeff. Larry, Larry Greg and Dave. Yep, and Greg McCullough and Dave Holm. Good morning, so, boys. Yeah. Good morning, guys. So how did we start this, I guess? Maybe, Homer, you and I, after a Edgewood men's night or something, we're talking to Greg, who's a two-time Sand Greens champion. Uh, where it, do we start? I think it came after a Tuesday night golf, just sitting around. Uh, and at that time, my son Mike was working up in Maddock, North Dakota, okay. putting in a pool. Yeah. And they had sand greens, and Greg, of course, was sitting there, and Greg was from Hope, North Dakota, yep. and a sand greens champion. And we decided, let's try and put a sand greens tour together right. if we can find Well, well first of all, I think, courses. is there any left, right? Right. I mean, and, what's and, left? And then I said, because I had traveled around the state, that I knew there was a couple, but they were way out west. Didn't realize at the time that Leeds had one. Right, right. And then it kind of took off from there. Then I, well, I think COVID hit, and that kind of put it back, and a couple other issues. Uh, Greg, give us a, a, a little historical lesson here on sand greens. You grew up on the sand green golf course in Hope, and what was that like? What was it like when uh, it's what you had, right? Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, you're in a small town in North Dakota, and at that time there were way more um, sand green courses back then than there are now, obviously, but... You know, it was it was a way for um, me to play a sport that I just, I, I mean, I'd played a little bit, but I didn't play a lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you gentlemen kind of saw it a little bit, especially when we were at, at Maddox, because, I mean, there was another twosome out there, but it was, I mean, you're out, I mean, it's two miles from town, you're out in the middle of of rural North Dakota mm-hmm. and it's it's uber quiet it's super quiet we have cows mooing in the background which i thought was hilarious mm-hmm. uh very very good timing there and and you really have a time to um and i think dave maybe dave Holmes said it best you know you you can play golf anywhere and this was this was a way to play a sport that became a lifetime sport for me and watching you know for me the memories coming back but watching you guys who have never really played it, David has played it, but you and Murph have never played it before. Well, yeah, exactly. And and um, 
I want to get to Murph right now on this because uh, Larry and I have something in common in that our fathers were sports editors uh, for Metro newspapers. Larry grew up in St. Paul. His dad um, was the Pioneer Press, right, Larry? It was still called the Pioneer Press back then, sports editor. Yeah, that's correct. You and I had never seen a sand green before. Never. Never Never even. I mean, I'd heard of them after coming here some 50 years ago. Uh, I heard about sand greens, but I I didn't even know what to expect. So I I had no idea uh, that sand greens were still around. Mm -hmm. And uh, but I did know because Greg kept telling me that he had won (laughs) two state championships on sand greens all these years. But uh, but uh, that's the only thing I knew about it. So I was pretty excited when I was asked to go along. Well, and. Maybe some of our listeners statewide here, the signal reaches uh, all across North Dakota, into Manitoba, down to South Dakota and Minnesota. As far as I can tell, there are just a handful remaining. And it's Maddock and Leeds, which we played earlier this week. Drake has one, and I confirm that with Tanner Volson, the former Bison football player who is from Drake. And I texted him, I go, Tanner, is, is Drake still sand? And he said, yeah, there's a tournament there Thursday. So <laughs> that's confirmed. <laughs> that's awesome. And uh, Berthold still has a sand greens, I, and I had to Google Earth that, but it sure looked like sand greens there. And there's one more, and Dave, uh, this is a great story that, that you brought to my attention earlier this week. That um, uh, where where is it? It's Portal. Uh, Portal. It's Portal and Portal, North Dakota, North Portal, Manitoba, yep. or Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan. northwest of Minot. So, I'm, how did you find out about this? good customer of mine out in Tioga, he was actually a Sand Greens champion in 79, Mm -hmm. the Tioga team, and Randy had told me about the Sand Greens up in Portal, and the interesting part about the whole thing is, is there's eight holes in Canada, one hole in the U.S., clubhouse is in the United States, and that's basically so the club can have a liquor license. Yeah. And they play it, and then the funny thing that Randy used to always tell me, he said the ninth hole was the longest hole you'll ever play in your life because you tee off in Canada, you hit over the mountain time zone, so you change an hour going from the tee box to the green. (laughs) Well, because Saskatchewan doesn't recognize central or daylight savings time. Right. So the ninth hole can take an hour and 20 minutes. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so well, sometimes pretty, an hour it does take me an hour twenty well, minutes, but for different yes, reasons. But that's basically where it came from. Was a customer of mine out in Tioga, North Dakota, that uh, knows that area, of course, extremely well, and he had played them. This is the golf show. This is Jeff Kopak coming to you from Gunnarsson Jewelers Studio. The show always presented by Michelob Ultra, seven forty the fan, one hundred seven point three FM podcast. Always available on seven forty thefan dot com. Larry Murphy, Greg McCullough, Dave Holm in studio. Uh, let's start with Maddock. We we drive from Fargo. We leave early. We leave at 7 a.m. We get to Maddock around 10. We get to the, the course. And you said, Dave, you had, you, you had chills. I did. In. I I actually did. I mean, when we walked up to that first tee and things like that, I said, this is going to be so awesome. It was just extremely fun. Yep. It, it, I did. I had chills. I never, yeah, again, I never see, I never saw a, a sand green. And so Larry and I, and Dave, you played a couple, but Larry and I, you played Tioga, right? Yep. Back in, Tioga back in the in, early 80s. In the early 80s when that was sand. Yes. And a, a Golf Digest story that I researched or found said they estimate there's less than 100 sand green courses remaining in the country, probably much less than that now. That story, is it was several years old. But we get there, and uh, we hear the cow, 
No. <laughs> yes, we do. We hear the cow. And and, and Larry, um, I, I thought you just uh, sort of took it in when we're walking up. Just unbelievable. I had no idea what to expect. Uh, and and it far exceeded what I thought I would find and see. Pretty excited about uh, about playing sand greens and seeing mm-hmm. what it was all about. Standing on the first tee looked like a regular golf course. I mean, it, yeah. we hadn't gotten to the greens yet. I mean, it just here we were on the first tee at, at Maddox Golf Course, and it just felt, and like we said, there was not, just very quiet, and sound was uh, sound was going to, when we hit our shots, was just like everywhere else. When we go down the fairways, and it was just, just like really fun. I, I thought, wow, I didn't expect this. I don't know what I expected, but I didn't expect this. Then we get to the to the sand yeah, greens. And this is where the education really came in, I think, once we got to the greens. Green. And Greg, you taught us right on because each, each the, there's a rake. And how do, how do I describe that rake? It's a it's a big. It's like r- a, a, a metal T bar that's yeah. that's smooth around, um, and that's what you use to give yourself an opportunity to line to putt with. Um, and and you know it is weighed. It is the game is is different in the fact that once you get and it, it depends. Um, and you guys played with uh, Dave and Jeff. You guys played with. You know some really good players when we played at Leeds, and and you could see how how you attack the golf course a little differently, not mm-hmm. off the tee necessarily, but but once you get in range with an iron, the ball is more on the ground than it is in the air. So you know we could have had we could have left our wedges basically at home, um, and and you're always kind of trying to run it in there, and then you have to decide how far you want it to bounce before the greens, and right. and and you know how far you want it to run. I thought it was pretty cool. I just watched you and Larry the whole that whole first the first hole for sure. But then when we started to play a couple three holes, I was just I was just intrigued with what you guys were. You know, I don't know if I could tell what you're thinking, but but what you know what what's going to come next? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what what was I thinking? I was I was thinking I was going to flop this little wedge shot into these greens, and, <laughs> yeah. and 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 that doesn't work. It only you know as smart as I am, it took me 17 holes to figure out I could chip it with a seven iron and do better than hitting a wedge into the green. So so I so we get to the first green, and and I, I was just enthralled with everything about it. My first shot hit the green and bounced over, and uh, and then the next thing in my mind is, I want to push this little roller around a little bit. And you guys didn't let me do that for like four holes. I couldn't do it. And when I did it, I really screwed it up because I pushed, I pushed it and walked right behind the roller. So, yeah, so, so you walked in your line. I, yeah, I had my footprints all the way up to the hole. What there is, I thought there is a technique you yeah. need to do for, yeah. uh, yes. Yeah. Well, well, what is there, there is an etiquette. There, there is an etiquette to sand greens. And when you were in competition... Uh, it, it, we, we, we just rolled one, basically right. one, one line. And if you're, if your ball was a, a, on a different path to the hole, you just picked it up and put it at that distance. Right. Right. A lot, you know, a lot of times when in, in competition, if there was four of you playing and, and it wasn't all the time, but you know, if you were fairly spread out, there was four people doing four lines. Right. Um, as you go sure. through, because there is, you know, as funny as this sounds, there is an art to what you're doing when when you're oh. making that path, um, you know you can you know manipulate's the wrong word, but it's the right word. You can kind of manipulate that path a little bit mm-hmm. um, as to what you wanted to do. So you know we we wait a minute, we, wait a minute. You tell us that now. Well, <laughs> yeah, what is that? Well, I'm not. I, I, I mean, putt. we got to give you all my secrets <laughs> right away. But there is a little bit of a you know of art of how you do it, and and 
you know, again, the first hole with with you guys was fun to watch everybody. And as the day went on, you could see, you know, you could see how your kind of way to attack the golf course kind of changed as we went through. Yep. We're going to take a short break. This is Jeff Kopak. This is the Golf Show on 740 The Fan. Three gentlemen, Sand Green Tour. It was phenomenal. I call it the Route 66 Nostalgic Golf Tour. This is Jeff Kopak. Back after this. And we're back. This is Jeff Kopak. This is the Golf Show as presented by Michelob Ultra, 740 The Fan. 740TheFan.com is a podcast. Larry Murphy, Greg McCullough, Dave Holm in studio. The Sand Greens Tour. We're talking about what we did earlier this week. It was a bucket list event for me, gentlemen. There's no question. Not a question. I mean, All the way. Yep. Yeah, me too. Yes. We were talking about putting. And Greg, when you were in the uh, winning state titles... It was a little more intense than what we played. I would imagine when you're on the when you're on the sand green. Well, it was a little. You bit. took more time, I would imagine. Well, you, I mean, yes and no. I mean, you know, you, as you go through, you kind of see what you know. You're, you're not plumb bobbing. You're not aim pointing. You're not doing any of that when you're on the green. But but you kind of have a general idea of of w- what direction the putt is going to kind of move. And and you know, we were kind of lucky. We got we got to play on. You know, this again, this sounds so funny. We got to play on some pretty fast sand greens at Maddox. They mm-hmm. were they were really good. They yeah. were super firm and there wasn't you know, we didn't have the rake that we could rake it up when we were done, so everything was firm. And then we got to play um at Leeds, which which again, just like grass greens, there's different paces at it. And that one had more sand and it was a little slower. So, you know, you got to see both of them. Uh, you get to see on the putting end of it that most of the time you got to keep it somewhere inside the hole or mm-hmm. pretty straight. Yep. I talked to 71-year-old John Benson from Maddock, who's been taking care of the course for at least 20, 25 years. Goes out there, mows it once a week, maybe get some help, maybe twice on a, if it's – there's no irrigation in these courses. Oh. But um, – and he said, this is his quote, it's a little course, but for our caliber it's perfect. I thought that was a perfect summation. That is for that. sure. That's yep. that's right on. And I thought uh, a couple of the holes at at Maddock, it was a nice layout. Uh, number, I want to say four or five. The one, the road hole, we called it, where the road the goes road right hole. through it. Um, I thought it was just classic. Yeah, two back to back holes with the road on the right hand side. Yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, that I got that, that first hole. The road went right through the hole. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, right through the hole. Yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yep. That's just part of the course. But that's you're right. saying, Greg, how you looked at us and and and, and we played it different. I, I not that I, my flops were that good anyway, but I ditched the Mickelson flop in favor of the eight iron around the green and just run it up there. Yeah, I mean, you you again, right? It's mostly on the ground. One of the cool things that, that brought back some memories, and I didn't really realize it till I watched everybody play a little bit. If your chipping is not really solid. And you're playing sand greens. I mean, solid club contact. Mm-hmm. You're gonna spend a, you're gonna spend the whole day putting from the around the edges of the of the green because right. there's no you know there's no 15 foot after roll here. If you hit it kind of not very solid with your chip shot, it's gonna stop pretty quickly. So you, you know you're gonna spend all day not having really very many short putts. Right, right. So we we played Maddock. The last hole is 530 yards. Uh, Mr. Benson told me. And it seemed like 700 to me. I don't know why that was. That was a long hole. <laughs> Maybe a, it was the walk back from 8 green to the tee box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, it was 150 yards back there. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, we left our clubs, and I thought my goal is to drive it past my clubs. Yeah, right. So I, yes. I yeah. barely – I don't know. I didn't make that. Yeah. I didn't make that one. Anyway, we, we finished that course, uh, recorded our thoughts on it. 
stopped at Harriman's restaurant and bar in Maddock and grabbed something to eat on the way to Leeds. What a place that was. Well, a renovated uh, building from, like, yeah. It's uh, it's uh, Zambro's from town here in Maddock, North Dakota. Exactly, yeah. With uh, anything and everything you needed. Yep. So we get to Leeds. Uh, we got to give a big shout out to Tim Roach, who yes, is a yes, friend of ours way. from Fargo. Absolutely. And uh, lives uh, lives uh, in Candu, works uh, at the pasta plant in Leeds. Uh, Tim set us up. And so we get to Leeds, and there was oh, a good handful, three, uh, five, six gentlemen, who um, a couple former Sand Greens players uh, that were there to wait us, and I thought that was just a nice touch. It was very nice. It yeah, was great. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun, and uh, and Tim Roach and his uh, friend Manny Bajwa. Too. Manny, yeah, yeah, Manny. Two former champs, Jim Brown and Dennis Paulson. Uh, they were on the 1973 Leeds Sands Greens Trophy. Which was at the clubhouse. Yeah, how yep. could how could you tell they were Sangreen champions? <laughs> they, <laughs> no they, they brought all their hardware with they them. Which <laughs> is really cool. <laughs> they, oh, yeah, that their, was. they bought their yearbooks with the pictures <laughs> yeah. in and stuff and everything. They were pretty <laughs> proud. So it was it was a great thing to see. Yeah, and they should be. They've been invested in that club uh, with their golf games forever. Yes, they have. I have been by that course because it's right off Highway Two. I don't know twenty, thirty times. Who knows how many times I've gone on Highway Two? You know, to rugby and Minot. I never knew there were sand greens there. I did not either. You did not know either. No, no I knew there was sand greens there, but I had no idea that's where it was. I traveled way more than that. You did. You did a million a miles. Times. Yeah. I had no idea they were sand greens. I went by there a month ago, and I didn't even think about sand greens there. I yeah. saw something that looked like a golf course, and I, right. that always catches my eye. But I didn't know anything about sand greens. So there, there it was, and now I've played it. How yeah, about that? Awesome. Um, Leeds is, is located west of Devil's Lake, oh, I don't know, 20 minutes or so, something like that. And uh, it's, uh, again, right off Highway 2. A nice course. Really good. Yeah. Really good. And in really good shape. In great shape. Uh, it, was a, it was a golf course setup. It was very nice the way it was laid out and things and the mm-hmm. way the holes ran and things. It was just a beautiful layout. I, I thought that, that's what I was thinking about even on the way over here, about the layout of both golf courses was just like any other nine-hole golf course you'd find in Minnesota or North Dakota, only sand greens was the only difference. And, mm-hmm. and it was uh, it was so much fun. We had some some elevation. We had some dog legs. We had yep. some straightaway holes. It, it was it was just like playing regular golf except for the greens. I, I liked both layouts especially. It's a former gravel pit, the Leeds course. It's located on a formal gr- former gravel pit, undulation. And and we saw undulation on a couple of greens. And Maddock had a couple had some undulation. Which surprised us. Yeah, Greg, is that that's yeah, not really common? I, I is did it? not remember. I, I was trying to think back, and I, I didn't really remember maybe one hole or two holes that I played in sand greens that were actually you know you get that slope from front to back or even side to side slightly. Mm-hmm. And and both of these golf courses had a couple of greens that were actually had some undulation to them, which was kind of new to me. Leeds started a golf course in 1927 when 14 residents met at the fire hall in Leeds. Uh, that land now that got erased by the Highway 2 bypass, and then this uh, course and layout came about in 1962 and 1963. Uh, Leeds hosted a Sands Green tournament twice, 83 and 84. Hmm. So, uh, and and they they like their golf. Yes, they do. Uh, I mean, there's a proud golf background there. I, I, I think as a sport, 
no matter where you go, when you when you get into a, you know, everybody everybody kind of has their own ownership of a club. It doesn't matter if it's Maddock, North Dakota, Augusta National, Edgewood, yeah. uh, Moore Country Club. They all have that little pride, and in, in that's their place. Yep. We're going to take a short break. This is Jeff Kopak. This is the Sands Green edition of the golf show with Jeff Kopak. I've been doing this, I don't know, 20 years. I'm, this is the first. This is the first. <laughs> we'll be back right after this. I saw you slam your club in anger And took the grass off its edge I saw you look at me in wonder And we're back. This is Jeff Kopak. This is the golf show coming to you from 740 The Fan in Fargo. 740thefan.com is the web address for the podcast. The show coming to you from Gunnarsson Jewelers Studio. Larry Murphy, Greg McCullough, Dave Holman Studio, our Sands Green Tour. Uh, this is, uh, I found this... Uh, Really interesting. There are seven players who won at least two individual championships in the Sands Green State Tournament, which uh, uh, first started in 1962 and the last one was 1995. Dwight Stempson from Rugby, Craig Bolly from Oaks, Dennis Flom from Michigan, Charles Cramps from Underwood, Michael LeBeau from Burke Central, Steve Winkler from Elgin New Leipzig, and Greg McCullough from Hope. I think Dennis, some, I think uh, Dennis Flom cost me three. <laughs> what do you remember about those tournaments? Not, you know, I don't. I would. I, my memory is so bad. I don't remember a lot um, ab- about those. Uh, you, it, it, again, right? Golf is golf. You, you get to a facility, no matter where you're playing, at what level, and you know the people that are there, or you know who's good. Dennis Flam was 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 a very good player, mm-hmm. and and so you. I mean, it's just like any place else. It's just it's just on a way smaller, more. Uh, it's just a different version of it. Yep. Did it come down to the last hole or anything? Well, I suppose you don't know, right? I mean, you're just out there playing. Under, under Underwood was a playoff. I remember that. Oh, that's right. And, and it's, it's reflected in the yeah. NDHSA record that yep. you won in a playoff. Yep. Oh. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Yep. Uh, Where'd you win your other one at, Greg? Yeah. Uh, uh, my memories are so bad. It would have been 1980, so I don't even know where yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah. How's that? Okay. You, you played a thousand courses in, in yes. day. How many but, holes? How many holes did you play, Greg? Eighteen. So yeah, just eighteen. Twice, yeah, twice nine round. holes twice. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's still. Uh, I mean, how many state championships you guys won? Right. Zero. Zero. Thirteen-year-old baseball as, for me. <laughs> as, as a team, we did in St. Paul Central. Did you really? Minutemen. Yeah. We Tell won. me about it. 19, well, I don't want to give the date out, but it was <laughs> 1961. We were uh, we won the we, we were undefeated. We won the St. Paul City Championship. We won the regional championship. We won the, the state championship. We won everything that we were in. So we were pretty good. A little different golf back then, you know. Got a percha and <laughs> yeah, right. and hickory. No, yeah. not, not exactly, but uh, but we were we were pretty good. And uh, and I finished fourth, and one of my teammates finished like sixth, and. And we played at the University of Minnesota, the Bolstead course. Now that's no, where the Bolstead? state champ- that's great. That's where the state championship yep. was. So very nice. I have one, but not two individual championships like some of us here, Dave. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, you can't you can't forget about our team title in 1980. So oh, I mean, oh, you know, sure, that right. was we had a uh, yeah we had a we had a I mean here we go Hope North Dakota we had a really deep team, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, we had a we had a. The, when we were when I was a junior, we had a couple juniors and a couple of seniors, and and they they played great. Yeah. I mean, they played great to make it happen. Good. Um, the the greens at Leeds were a little different. They were a little softer, uh, not as compact as Maddock, and you really had to play it different. And the the, the locals that we played with knew how to do that because they're rifling their approaches in. Well, that yeah, Dustin Paulson, who was a 
really good golfer, probably yeah. a three or less if you're playing on a regular course, was his handicap. You could tell he'd played there a bunch, Jeff. He could do what, what Greg had mentioned earlier and things like that. He just knew how to hit the ball into the green. I'm sure he left himself six or seven times less than four feet. Right. And a couple times about a foot and a half. Yep. Wow. Oh. He was good. Yep. I didn't do that. Did yeah. you do that, no, Jeff? No. 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 I, I was always chipping back or 10 oh. feet short. Yeah. Uh, the course uh, has a little some water damage, and 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 they're dealing with that. It, it took one green, which we turned that into aim at the at the bench was yeah, the hole. We played the bench, so um, did that. But I, I I thought the first four holes were were pretty. The last five were really fantastic. That I mean, hard to me, it's like bully bully pulpit a little bit, you know. That leads, yeah. Well, both golf courses were great, but it leads. Those were hard holes. Yeah. I mean, what was the par three up the hill? Was that two hundred and ten yards? Eight yards, two hundred and ten yards. Ten yards tough up a hill. Yeah. To a yeah. small green. Yes. Well, that's the other part. The small surprising. greens. Small greens, but uh, Maddox greens were bigger. Yes. And and leads were is that were leads Greg's more more like the sand greens when you played with yeah, that, in size. Uh, yeah, I was surprised at the lar- how big the ones were in Maddock and and the ones in Leeds were were about that size. You know, scoring on a sand green golf course, um the par 3s are hard. I mean, it doesn't matter how long they are. They can be 130 yards. I mean, Leeds had two of them that were over 200 yards. So, you know, think about Think about hitting three and four iron to a green that you can kind of see a little bit, and you're trying to bounce it in, and the yeah. green is is you know not not really very big. So yeah. generally speaking, when we would go to events, you know the par threes are what won it or cost you it. And really? then you have and then you have hole number two at Leeds, 143 yards, and Jim Braun plants two huge evergreens back in the day right in <laughs> yeah, front of the greens. That's right. <laughs> that's right. I couldn't remember when they were trying to tell me hit them between those evergreens. Right. There was another one off to the right. So I'm looking for a flag. I'm colorblind, so I was having a hard time. But but then the, the the space between the trees is what, what 10 yards? At the most. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could fly it over them, but. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was that was my shot of the day. I did right yes. between them. He went right between them. Yep. Jeff yep. went absolutely between yep. the two trees. <laughs> I, I should have just quit after that. <laughs> a few more minutes with uh, the gang: Larry Murphy, Greg McCullough, Dave Holman, Studio. The Sand Sands Green Tour, Sand Greens Tour of North Dakota. Uh, I, I guess you know what. Next year, I'm going to go up to. Um, Portal. I'm going to do that story. You guys want to come along? Yeah, let's do it. Yes, I answer um, fast. Yes, th- that's. Do uh, I have to have a passport? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Have to thought. check with Randy. <laughs> be honest with you, I don't know. I yeah. Don't know that either. All the time I went through Portal is when we were playing fast pitch softball and we went up to Saskatoon or up mm-hmm. in Regina playing up that way, and you didn't need it back then. Yep. But I haven't been there since the pandemic and what happened. So I don't know if you do or not, and yeah. when they change the rules. Uh, number eight at Leeds, another long par three, and to the right. Uh, my host was telling me that there was a uh, an outhouse that got burned down, and and so I I think I hit driver on that hole. I was into the wind. I mean, I was I took everything I got, and I hit it right. I go, you mean right where I hit it into the woods? That's where the <laughs> yep. that's where that outhouse. He goes, outhouse was, and he goes, yeah. But that's exactly what Glenn, Glenn said. Yeah. yeah. We didn't play together, but there's two balls in there, I think, now. <laughs> yeah, I think there is. Yeah, I saw one of mine go there, too. Yeah. yeah. But it was real close. The, the woods were very close to the green, you know. Yeah, right. And, 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 like 40 yards away. <laughs> I, I took a look in there, and I saw something scurrying in the bushes. I like, go, oh, that's enough. Right. <laughs> yeah, we're done. It may be a sky. I'm, I, I don't need to see that ball yeah. too much. Number nine was interesting. I thought that was a fantastic hole. 
It's yep. right along the highway. Yep. There's yep. a tree right in front, remember? So yes. we're trying to go, do you go right or left of that tree? Off the tee box. Yep. Jeff tells me he can't go over it, and here he hits this massive drive right over the top of the thing. <laughs> as a mistake. Lays, lays it all perfect <laughs> in the fairway as if you would have dropped it out of your pocket. Um, and, and and then the, the, the finishes around a little... I thought it was great layout. I mean, yeah, it was it was fantastic. I liked it a lot. I yeah. like I like both of them. I like yep. I like the uh, several holes on both, but all in all, Those, both both nines were really good. The, I thought the road holes at Maddock were really fun, yes. and then the last two holes were quite nice. How about that number eight, that three hundred and twenty six yard downhill back up to the green, dog leg right, and then we walked back to number nine to the tee box. That was a great. You had a risk reward. We all went to the. Easier side. Greg, mm-hmm. of course, hits the ball better than most of us in here. Yep. He went down the right side and had the best angle into the green, and he got a birdie out of it. Yep. We saw two young kids on the course in a yep. golf cart, and I think it was, what, t- it's $3 around, $10 all day. Yep, I, right. I don't know who's watching, right? But, right. Um, and that's what it's for. Yep. A couple kids probably playing there all day. Yeah, yeah. They, they brought their own cart, brought jumped their own, in yeah. their cart. They played around. They can, you know, it's, it's one of those things where – you know, you're playing golf, but you can play multiple balls as they were doing, and you, right. you know you just kind of have some. You know, it's you kind of have some fun with it. It it's again, it's it's you can play the sport anywhere. And I thought um, a nice slice of small town hospitality after Leeds is uh, Tim Roach hosted a little nice steak fry. Yeah, that was awesome. And, and they do, I think they do that every Thursday at Leeds. Right, right. And what a great group of guys we got to sit with and talk yeah. about golf in general and especially grass green things and the championships they had won and ones they had played in and like you said they just have a real uh the real investment in their course i asked jim brown about the the, the state title i go what, what's so special about that and he thought about it and he just said you're a state champion you oh. know they can't take that away from you no they cannot that's you know for, that's for sure you and, know it, and golf is golf i think greg said it earlier i mean no matter where you go i don't care if you go to sock center nine hole or or you go to leeds or maddock uh, it, it's all the same. People are the same. They have the same fun. They have the same get-togethers after they've played. They uh, they, they they play men's nights, ladies' nights. Everything is the same. Couples, well, everything is crazy. Everything is the same. And the golf courses are great layouts, as we said. And and playing sand greens is an experience that I'll never forget. And I hope I get to do it again. Yes. Yeah. Uh, when you when you look back at, at this trip, and it was an all-day deal. I, I thought uh, just the camaraderie, too, between us was, oh, was, was awesome. just, uh, you know, get a group of guys is my advice to all you out there. Get a group of guys, get in a car, and, and play a, a two, three small-town courses. doesn't have to be it, sand greeds, but wherever. There's some great small-town nine-hole courses all well, around fertile, this area. I mean, Fertile's name, name a couple. May, Mayville. Grand Rapids, North Dakota is fantastic. Yep. Oaks, Lisbon, Foreman. Hillsboro, Mayville. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go to Manville, North Dakota, and play the reversible course. Um, there's just all kinds. It's just fun. Hope is now carpeted greens, Greg? No, we have grass now. You have grass they now. they were grass. artificial for a while, yep. and the artificial greens at that time were just really not very good at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, they now have grass greens there, and and it's actually a pretty nice, you know, pretty nice little nine holes. And I think maybe next year we should. Try to do three or four grass, small town grass greens yeah. ones. I would do that. Yeah. yeah. Larry, you got home and what'd you tell your wife, Julie? 
Well, I, I was I had sent a couple of pictures <laughs> while we while we were there, and and Julie was very interested in what is this and how do you play this and mm-hmm. and and what's it all about? And of course, she's been around golf all of her life yep. because of me, and uh, she was so interested that everything is the same. The golf courses to her look the same. The only thing that was different were the sand greens. Yep, and, and me, you know, raking or pushing the the sand on the on one of the greens was she thought that was pretty yep. funny, and and and. We didn't. What you don't know is the little roller thing at uh, Maddock is ways for me. I'm getting older. Was pretty heavy. Yeah. I mean, it was. Oh pretty, yes, it was they pretty are heavy. heavy. Yeah. And then we had the raking at uh, at at uh, Leeds, Leeds. Yeah. And, and that was a little different. So I had to explain all that to her. But she she was pretty enthralled with it by the time I got through explaining yep. uh, exactly how it all went. But the one thing I said to her was the trip out with you three was just absolutely the best out and back. Especially what was the best part, Greg? The stop at the Dairy, Dairy Queen. Queen. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's like Dairy Queen. That's it, always. Thank, Greg thank and you, I have stopped. Thank at, you, Larry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Greg and I have stopped at more Dairy Queens on trips than we can say. We should do a Dairy Queen tour. <laughs> yeah, <there> we, <laughs> yeah, we could do that. <laughs> but I, it was it was great, Jeff and and Greg and Dave. Thanks for asking me to go along. I, I'd do it tomorrow again. Right. Thank you, gentlemen. It was special. Yep. Appreciate that. This yep. is Jeff Kopak. This is a golf show on Seven Forty Fan. Back after this. Well, that was a lot of fun. Thanks again to Larry Murphy, Greg McCall, and Dave Holm, the Sand Green Tour of North Dakota. We transition over to another fellow from a small town, Hillsboro, North Dakota. Joel Vettel is the director of, I believe, I forgot your Joel of Sanford Health, director of community partnerships. Is that it? Yes. So, uh, it seems to switch every few yeah. weeks. I don't know if they uh, just keep me uh, hopping. So, right. uh, but, yeah, always a pleasure to be on. Have you ever played a sand green golf course? You know, no. I, uh, you know, I am not much of a golfer, ironically enough. But uh, I have been on them. Yep. Uh, but traditionally, I like to run them instead of uh, playing <laughs> on them. So uh, I'm weird that way. Well, it's uh, it's Roger Maris Week. It's the 39th annual Roger Maris All Star Week. It started off as a golf tournament. It has mushroomed, blossomly into a full week event. Monday, June 19th, football and basketball youth clinics. Tuesday, baseball softball youth clinics. Thursday, the celebrity golf tournament, the the, the traditional. Uh, uh, it will be held at Rose Creek. And Friday, the hockey youth clinics. So you got a lot going on, Joel. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, we're just uh, we're excited. It it always is a pleasure to work with the Maris family and and a lot of members of the community to really pull off a week long uh, variety of events that just uh, not only encompass uh, what Roger uh, Maris stood for, um, but more importantly to really highlight the great work that's going on over at the Roger Maris Cancer Center, a center that uh, is renowned for its treatment of patients mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, and bears uh, the name of, of Roger, and and so we're we're proud to do it. Uh, but yeah, it's an incredibly busy week. Well, the, the nine hole tournament, the Rose Creek, uh, it's a nine hole tournament, be held at seven thirty a.m. registration, eight thirty a.m. shotgun start. Then the eighteen hole tournament, the one we're all used to for the you know previous thirty eight years, uh, is also at Rose Creek, and that's a uh, noon shotgun start. So. How did you and before one was held at Osgood and the other at Rose Creek? Why in one one place right now? You know, we really had a, a you know we met with both of the uh, golf pros um, out at the respective courses, and they were both excited to have the event. 
come back. But they actually said, hey, would you be interested, since we're going to have just one round of 18, um, would you be interested in doing the nine at Rose Creek in the morning? And we said, of course. And they work so well together. Mm-hmm. Um, we just thought a consolidation of, of location and of resources made a lot of sense in their world and then ours. And then also, at the same time, uh, we are doing the Youth Golf Clinic, which uh, – you know, we wanted to do, and we did that last year out at Osgood, and uh, they just felt that bringing that clinic over there, too, would really create an atmosphere mm-hmm. of not only just, uh, you know, carnival-like atmosphere that we wanted, but more importantly, it exposes those kids to some of the adults that are playing and, and really allows us to show that, you know, golf uh, as a major component of the week uh, is a sport for everybody and for every age, and so... Yeah, it's going to be incredible. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of things going on, uh, as we tell people all the time. Uh, we we want this to be a quality experience for everybody that attends. And and Matt and his team do just an incredible job out of Rose Creek. What has Sanford done since taking over this tournament and injecting some, I think, new, I would call new life into the tournament? What's, what, what does Sanford do for the event? Well, first off, we never want to take away from the legacy and the history of the golf and the people that really, you know, ran a golf tournament, a celebrity golf tournament for over three decades. And that's just an incredible accomplishment on its own. And so when the family approached us, the Maris family, and said, hey, you know, we've been doing this for for three decades. Uh, It's been going great, but we'd really like to kind of turn the corner and take our father's legacy from just being baseball to really being uh, all about the legacy he's provided at the Roger Maris Cancer Center. And so we actually met with the family um, very early on and sat down when actually flew in Roger and then Kevin Maris. Mm -hmm. And we sat down for a complete uh, two days and really mapped out the future of what this week would look like. And we started with some foundations. What would Roger's Maris Sr. want to see in this. And they they had a lot of great stories about, and I'll tell one, um, how we came up with the youth clinics was that Roger was talking about a story about how when he was back here, his dad was, and they were all visiting at a friend's house, and they were having supper. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, there was a knock on the door, and it was a bunch of neighborhood kids. And they wanted Roger Sr., to come out and throw the baseball and sign some autographs. Yeah. And Roger Jr. can remember his dad going out there after supper and spending hours with these kids, not just signing autographs, but throwing the baseball around, talking to them. And that was really the spirit that created our youth clinics. Mm-hmm. And that's how youth clinics were born for part of Roger Maris All-Star Week. And, and that's one of the reasons why all of our clinics are free kids because Roger would never want yeah. uh, a kid to be left out because of not being able to, to afford that. And so those are the components that kind of started it. And then we went and with some of the traditionals, the golf tournament, which has been a gem throughout the years. We also expanded into such things as the Marist Academy. Yeah, that's, Marist Academy yep. you was, started that last year, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's gone really well. And what the Marist Academy is, is Roger was a firm believer in not giving people a handout giving people a hand up. And what he meant by that was he wanted people the opportunity to do well in whatever they're doing and how can we get that to, to kids and some of the kids that uh, 
maybe need it the most. Yep. And so we worked with the Boys and Girls Club to create the Marist Academy, which is an academy that exposes teenage kids to different types of jobs that exist in our community that they can do. And these are not just jobs at Sanford, but we partner with a variety of businesses and these mm-hmm. kids get out and they get, every week they go out and tour and get talked to by people that are doing these jobs. And hopefully some of this resonates with them. So they know that you don't want the best way out of poverty, out of bad situations is to give somebody a job and give them the feeling that, you know what, they have self-worth, uh, put money in their pocket, but more importantly, give them a pathway to success. So there's those things that really get us to yeah. where we want to be with Roger Myers All-Star Week. And it did. It all started with a conversation with uh, uh, with his two sons. Yeah, a few moments left with Joel Vettel of Sanford Health. This is Jeff Kopak. This is 740 The Fan, the golf show brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's still a celebrity component, Joel. Who do you got coming in? Oh, we've got, you know, obviously Goose Gossage mm-hmm. and uh, Kent Griffey Sr. are going to be some of the highlights of the week uh, with uh, – uh, them being in Thursday, and then I actually Friday morning with the championship breakfast. But we've got a whole slew of celebrities coming in. Of course, uh, Brock Lesnar is going to make a stop by uh, during the course of the week. Chad Greenway is coming in on Monday um, for uh, the kickoff event and the football clinic. Uh, we've got uh, a slew of our, our former NDSU uh, football players who mm-hmm. currently are um, uh, in the NFL and including Ben El- Elston. He's yep. coming back. He was here with us last year, and he's going to be out working a hole. And even though he uh, he retired from his playing days, a big announcement with him is going on as a staff member for the yep. Vikings, which we think is incredible. Coach cool. Ellison, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. So it's going to be great. Uh, so we just we do. We have a great group coming in. Uh, Rocky Cruiser, former NDSU basketball player, uh, another great that's going to be at a hole for the, for the game. So you just never know who's going to stop by, and we're uh, we're excited that uh, they feel uh, you know a lot of them have worked the, our events before, mm-hmm. but we have some new ones coming in, and every one of them really reflects the true nature of Roger Maris and, and what we're trying to do with this week. Very good, Joel. Appreciate the time again. Congrats to Sanford. Another bang up week. You guys do a great job. Thank you. Thank you very much, and you guys have a great day. You do. That's Joel Vettel. This is Jeff Kopak. That'll do it for this edition of the Golf Show. Thanks again, Larry Murphy, Greg McCullough, Dave Holm, and then, of course, Joel Vettel. Until next week, hit them straight.